This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. We are excited to be with you for this last half hour. We have a very special guest. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Steve Sponskowski. And, uh, you know, Bob, who uh, recorded the the portion here before uh, before we got back into the show, said where we bring you stories of faith and hope. And Steve, isn't that what we've heard this morning? It's some amazing stories of faith and hope. Yeah, faith, hope, and healing, I think. Exactly. And and now we're going to get into a discussion that really just brings it all to, to the pinnacle, right? It brings it all to the source and summit of what we believe, why we believe, and where all of that, that faith and that healing can come from. And to do that, we have Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, joining us this morning. Good morning, Bishop. Oh, good morning, Brandon, and thank you for uh, your always your gracious invitation to be on the radio with you. Uh, and I always uh, look forward to this time, and especially to talk about our Catholic faith that we love so much. Yes, absolutely. So we are talking about a revival. We're having a revival, Bishop. <laughs> yes, I know, and uh, isn't it a, a wonderful uh, opportunity that we're going to have to revive around the great mystery of the Eucharist? Uh, it has always been for us as Catholics the, so much the center of our life because it is the way in which Jesus Christ is not just a past historical figure, but because of his resurrection and the gift that he gave us of the Eucharist, He's truly present, body and soul, and divinity. He is with us all in the Eucharist. So the Church is going to embark uh, on a revival of that mystery in our lives as Catholics. So this is a three-year plan for a national Eucharistic revival detailed by the the, uh, U.S. bishops. Can you tell us a little bit about what this plan is? Um, and, and some of the things that, that go along with it over the, the three years? Yes, the, uh, the, the beauty of it is uh, the bishops, uh, we voted on that at our uh, meeting in June, because we see that uh, not only because of COVID and some of the interruption that that caused with worship on a weekly basis, because of the pandemic, but also over the years uh, that uh, the deep awareness of Christ's presence may not be as strong in the lives of some of our Catholics as the Lord would like it to be. And so uh, in light of those issues and the secularity of our time and the challenges that our Catholic uh, the truths are undergoing in our culture. Uh, we said this is probably a great time, and that the power of grace would be really at work for these next three years, that all of us, including us as bishops, to deepen our awareness of the mystery of Christ's presence. And I really would uh, say that all of us should be awestruck. We should be knocked over by Christ's presence in the Eucharist. It is not just an ordinary event. It is extraordinary at every Mass. So we want to begin that catechesis to lead to that awe-inspiring gift of the Eucharist. 
And so we're going to uh, begin. The, the bishops are preparing uh, resources and materials that uh, will, of course, explain more deeply the Eucharist, but to lead to a devotion to the Eucharist. In other words, not just the awe-inspiring mystery, but how we enter it and how that mystery can change our lives every day. Wow, that is sure something, um, and I think, as you mentioned, it's something that, that we need. Um, you know, it's it's easy to take for granted, I think, you know, uh, when we're sitting there in the in the pews on Sunday, and, and we kind of just, at a certain point, sometimes just end up going through the motions, right? Sit, kneel, stand, yes. you know, um, and we really forget, like, who we have in front of us at that moment, you know. We should be falling on our faces, you know, if, if we really, truly understood um, who was in front of us. So I think it's great to see, you know, that, that when we kneel, you know, we're kneeling before the God of the universe, right? Christ in, in, incarnate is such a beautiful thing. Um, you know, when, when we talk about this, this plan that the, the U.S. bishops have, let's, let's break it down because, you know, in, in the Real Presence Radio listening audience, we have five local dioceses who are going to be a part of this. How, is the, how are the local dioceses going to uh, help carry out this plan and um, bring this awareness and, and this importance, uh, this revival to the people in the pews here? Sure, I can uh, speak about our planning uh, because I'm involved in it. Uh, this summer and this fall, we're really using the, the opportunity to get our pastors and our lay leadership aware, and also that they begin uh, just locally that uh, they may be doing already some wonderful things about uh, catechesis and also opportunities for adoration, and also, of course, the celebration of the Eucharist itself. We want them to be very consciously and aware of what they're already doing and to start building on that so that uh, in January of 2022, when the materials from the bishops become available, that uh, we are ready to receive them. And those materials, as you know, will be available uh, both uh, in printed form, but today we do a lot of things with technology, and so the materials will try and reach uh, our changing, what would you say, uh, culture, uh, the fact of people's time. So uh, right now it's preparatory, but also to if you have opportunities for your parishioners, uh, keep them going and deepen them. And then the bishops will be giving us the uh, materials that they're working on in the start of next year. And uh, that will give us that time, another year, to deepen it. And then our, the following year, it will culminate in a Eucharistic Congress, where Catholics will be able to come nationally from all of our dioceses to a national gathering. Um, and that should be a time where we really can express a deeper awareness, as you say, that this is not a reminder of Christ. This is not just uh, a way in which we remember what he did at the Last Supper, but he's truly present there. That's why we genuflect. That's why we bow down before the Eucharist. It's not something that tells us about Jesus. It is Jesus Christ himself. 
so these uh, these years are going to culminate in a national Congress that will express uh, as Americans uh, our deep and abiding gift uh, and our awareness of the preciousness of this gift. Thank you for that, Bishop. We're very, I mean, that's very exciting, and I think it's a a great opportunity. You know, I th- as, as we're talking about the you know, we're talking about the words of Eucharist and mystery and 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 all this. It's a I kind of think of. How it, these ideas are, are kind of so lofty, they're beyond us this day. You talk about you know, secularism, where we're kind of focused on the daily tasks, tasks that are in front of us, and they overwhelm us, really kind of just fog our whole entire day. Could you take a, just take a second here for our listeners, and, and let's break that down just a little bit. Or how, how, how can we enter in better into this, this mystery of, of the Eucharist, and even this sense of, our awesome God, right? We, we want to stand in awe of him and in reverence of him. And yet he comes down and makes himself man and, and puts himself into our, under our control in the Eucharist, right? He, he, he puts himself there under our own power, our physical uh, ability to be near him uh, in the Eucharist. How is, as, as, you know, just blue collar people, can we enter into that? Well, I tell you, you know, my family, uh, where I grew up in Detroit, we were very ordinary folks. And I think that some of it has to do with uh, how we prepare. Uh, My dad, uh, you know, knew that the Eucharist, he probably didn't have all the language that perhaps theologians have. But my dad had uh, even a better awareness of the deep, precious mystery of it. And my dad always got dressed up to go to Mass. In other words, it was something special and out of the ordinary. I think that uh, as Catholics, we need to kind of prepare a bit uh, for worship and not just arrive at the last minute and, uh, you know, be there in such a casual manner as if we were, you know, just uh, going to a movie or out shopping. I think a lot is we have to sharpen our intentionality. Uh, secondly, I think um, the prayerfulness, which means receptivity. Um, I think our, our culture has so caused um, anxiety and stress in our lives, we don't know what it's like to just sit with the Lord uh, and to allow the Lord to uh, touch our hearts. Uh, my dad knew how to do that. And would, uh, in those days, I remember when uh, men wore hats and ties, but my dad always spent time on his knees um, and was a great example. I think some of that devotional practice, that awareness, it's like when you're going to be with somebody great, you don't wear sloppy clothes, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't uh, go in casually chewing gum um, out of respect for what you are going to receive from the person and who the person is. So uh, my own sense, we got to sharpen up a little bit but then also uh, to spend some time on that mystery. The Catechism, of course, has profound uh, truths for us uh, about the Eucharist. And we got to internalize some of that. Otherwise, it becomes one more casual event in a casual week. We're visiting here with uh, Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about a three-year plan for a Eucharistic revival in the Church. It was uh, brought up by the bishops, and it will be rolling out 
uh, in January 2022. So we're kind of in the the preparatory time. Uh, Bishop, I, I want to ask a question because this is something that upended everybody's lives in some way, uh, and that's COVID. And um, during the midst of COVID, for a time, we saw doors to the churches close, and in that ability to physically receive the Eucharist uh, temporarily taken away. Was was this a part of the, the, the conversation um, at the USCCB uh, gathering uh, about the, the, the importance of the Eucharist and, and how that plays out with, uh, you know, making it available to to those who who so desire it and, and so need it, right? You know, um, in, in John 6, we're giving this clear message from, from the Lord, unless you eat my body and, and drink my blood, you shall not have life within you. Sure. I, I know that COVID did, as I, I said earlier, it kind of caused an interruption, you know, in our Eucharistic lives. But um, my experience has been here in, in our diocese, there were heroic efforts on the part of our priests and deacons and lay people to make the Eucharist available and even to nursing homes uh, and people who, because of restrictions uh, with COVID, um, I had uh, I would bring the Eucharist to the nursing home and a lay person who was a, a special minister of the Eucharist would come out, receive the pics from me. I would be on the phone. Uh, the cell phone, and so would the uh, a person, the resident, and we'd pray together, and they would bring the Eucharist into the person's room and give them the Eucharist. Um, my experience has been that heroic efforts uh, were made because there is so much faith. Um, there is so much uh, desire for the Eucharist. What was really hard was when we had the restrictions on the number of people who could be present at a mass, uh, that that was very difficult. And some people uh, they they had to learn what uh, many of the saints taught us: a spiritual communion, to so yearn for Christ uh, to come into your soul. Um, but we know that uh, it was people of deep faith that were experiencing that, and we want to build on that faith, but also for people like that to share their faith because of how deep they yearned for Christ, his body and blood. So we, it came up, but in a way, let's let's build on how grace is at work. And I love the the word you're using there, Bishop. Uh, we're visiting with Bishop Quinn of the, John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. You're using the word interruption. And I think when you use that word, it makes you think of right away, we kind of got the sense of that COVID was kind of a permanent thing. And there is, you know, but it's it's just an interruption. The church really has a vision and Christ has a vision. This is a long game thing. He is working towards our salvation. He continues to work towards our salvation, even to the moment of our death. This is a long game thing. And all of these interruptions, they will pass, right, Bishop? I mean, we're looking towards a greater goal here. I think that's why you have to see the, the permanency of the Church within human history, beginning with the Incarnation, and that Christ has interrupted that history. And all of the efforts that have been made by various governments or leaders, some to oppose the Church, to destroy the Church, the, the kingdom of God cannot be reversed. It, uh, at times, uh, maybe because of our lack of conversion, we've somewhat uh, frustrated the 
the vine of Christ growing the way it could. But the work of Christ is definitive. Uh, that's why we refer to hope, not optimism. Hope means that Christ's victory is definitive and cannot be reversed, and that in time, all of human history will come under the kingdom of God. So the interruptions we find, and they're, they're very serious interruptions and persecutions, but the kingdom of God is already established, and Christ's victory is definitive, and in the end, Christ is the final word. And I like how you talk about time, right? You know, over the, the past year and a half with COVID, right? It seems like an eternity to us, right? And, and everything that we have gone through, but but it, it's it's not to the Lord. And, 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 you know, all things work to the Lord's good. And so I think it's important to, to as Steve was saying, you know, bring up like this too shall pass. You know, this is, right. this is just a, a blip, like a drop in the ocean of the eternal time that, that we have waiting for us with the Lord. I wonder if you can speak to that just a minute. Well, I certainly will. I know that um, as I, you know, looked at and read some of the, the diaries of the saints and uh, holy people, holy women and men, uh, they've all experienced these things that interrupt um, life, like those that lived through the French Revolution and religious who were scattered and all. And those were very trying, very difficult times. And I'm sure they wondered, well, how can this be if we are Christ's Church? Yet the Lord asks us to suffer and unite our suffering with, with His for the salvation of all. But it's temporary. It is not something that lasts. The kingdom of God is what's permanent, and His victory over sin and death continues. Uh, no matter the most repressive governments, eventually fall. But you cannot reverse Christ. You cannot reverse His redemptive work and continually at work in our souls to redeem us. Um, so I look upon uh, COVID. It was certainly a very trying time, but it's already, we're beginning to see it's behind us. Yeah. We'll have mo- moments where there'll be uh, some mutations that come, but I hope we learn the lesson, remain in hope. Christ's victory has already, we know we are seated at the Father's right hand. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, absolutely, Bishop. That's a great way to end. Thank you so much for being on with us. Thank you to you and all the other bishops who are, are just, you're, you're doing all you can and you and you guys are laying down your lives for, for your sheep. And, and we want you to recognize that we, that we appreciate that as well. Well, thank you, Brandon and Steve. You know, I'm always very happy to be with you. And I thank you for your lively faith and your witness, uh, your commitment. Uh, every time I get to be with younger people uh, like yourselves and when I'm over at our university, St. Mary's, when I'm teaching, I realize that the, the faith is not only strong, but there is much uh, evangelization that's being done by people your age. It's not everyone is not a non, you know, yes. uh, non-affiliated. And thank you for your lively faith. No it helps sustain me and support me and all of my brother bishops. <laughs> That's wonderful. God bless you, Bishop. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I sure will. And may Almighty God bless you. Let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he fill your heart with peace. May he be the rock upon whom you rest. And may he be the lamp that illuminates the path of salvation. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, 
and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Stay with us. We've got more Real Presence Live to come right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu nursing. That's umary.edu nursing. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey folks, this is Real Presence Live. Steve Sponskowski here along with Brandon Clark. And it's been our honor to join to be to join you this morning on the, the work that you're doing today. Thank you for that. And thank you for being faithful listeners and supporters of Real Presence Radio. This program and other programs will be available online at realpresenceradio.com. If you've missed anything, check it out. Uh, it also replays on the weekend. A couple of themes, Neil Brian, we got a couple of minutes here before we uh, close out here and do a little uh, preview of the next show. Uh, a couple of themes that... Uh, we, we can talk about here. Um, you know, I think uh, Bishop Quinn just shared, we, we don't talk about optimism. We talk about hope. You know, optimism right. is something good can happen. Is No, no. Something good is already happening. Hope. Um, you, you know, talking about revival, the word, the, the, the Eucharistic revival. Revival means new life. And then the final thing, I think, for me, just kind of this whole thing, a uh, theme, and we, you talked about a little bit. You can build on it more, but it's perseverance is the key. And actually, perseverance is the victory. Right, yeah. Let's just look at Christ's suffering, right? Uh, and all that he went through in his passion. He went through the scourging, the, the crowning of thorns, the carrying of the cross, and ultimately the crucifixion. If that isn't perseverance, I don't know what is. And I think it's a good message, too, that not everything in life 
that was worth dying for is going to be easy. And, and I think we see that in all of the different things that, that we've talked about with Petrina and, and the human trafficking and Elza and what she's gone through and, and how she's formed her ministry, you know, uh, the business, right? How tough, how challenging is it to be faithful in business, right? But that's a hill there worth, that's worth dying on. And ultimately, the, the, the best hill worth dying on, the, the, the source and summit of our faith worth dying for the Eucharist. And, you know, our bishops are, are laying it down. They're saying, hey, you know, maybe we've we've drifted as a church away from this, and let's get back to what really matters. Yep, and the Eucharist is not only the victory, it is also the food. Exactly. So, And with that, we are going to throw it over to Rachel. What's coming up next show? Coming up on the next Real Presence Live on Friday, Nick Modelski and Mark Holcraft are your hosts live from the Steubenville Conference in Rochester, Minnesota. They will start off the show visiting with Joe Roosh about training youth leaders and adults in youth ministry. Plus, they'll sit down with Amy Cummins and John Bay Balelu on a partnership of youth and the great things going on at Franciscan University in Steubenville. All this and more coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Thank you, Rachel. All right, well... Folks, we got a couple minutes here before the end of the show. We really would uh, like to thank you again for joining us. And then, and on that topic of you know perseverance and, and Eucharist, you know, I think uh, the key of all this is a lot of the things that we talk about here. Some of these, you know, the works that we're doing are really um, efforts to stop evil that is already happening. And we have to oftentimes go back to the root. And I think Mother Teresa says, "Well, if you want to change the world, go back and love. Go home and love your family. You know, go home and bring charity to your family." Oftentimes, really, the breakdown of any good thing in the world is the breakdown of relationship, right? We, get, we turn in on ourselves and we say, I'm the one who has to get this done. And, and if, in order this, for this to be done right, I have to do it myself. Well, you know what? Sometimes we need to step away from that. And, 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 and instead of doing things to get things done, let's do things for relationship. Let's do things that last. And that's relationship is going to last beyond any of the things we build. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, I've said this before, but it's so true and current when we look at the world around us that the final battle between heaven and hell is, comes over marriage and the family. And really, and what you're saying is that's, that's where we got to be. You know, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the powers and the principalities of darkness. And I think keeping that in mind is, is so important, you know, in, in our day-to-day, in our interactions with our family of recognizing like they are not the problem right? There, there are things working against us, but through Christ and what he did for us, there is hope and healing, especially if there's been pain involved in, in any of it. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So the one phrase I'd like to keep you, leave with you, leave with you folks is perseverance is the victory. Perseverance is the victory. God bless you. Continue to do the great work the Lord is calling you to. And thank you for being with us on Real Presence Radio. Women Made New is up next. Stay with us. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.